the Woodside Church Podcast. Uh, what I'd like to just lead us in prayer uh, as we just reflect uh, as part of our time in our carol service. Let's pray together, shall we? Father, we thank you so much that you had a plan in place. And that plan was to send your only son to come to this earth, to come, in fact, as a baby, as a babe, as a, as a person, as a human. We thank you, Lord uh, Jesus, that you moved from a place of splendour and glory and humbled yourself as a human being. But more than that, Lord, we recognise that through your life, of course, but particularly through your death and your resurrection, that you declared and you demonstrated that there was a path back to God. You were Emmanuel, God with us, but you were also the saviour of the world. So we celebrate. It brings joy to our hearts today as we remember the Christmas story. As we rejoice, as we sing carols, we declare that Jesus is our saviour. That the baby didn't stay a baby. The baby grew up to say, look, look at me. If you want to know what the father's like, look at me. And then, yes, you died and you rose again. You defeated death. You've defeated our biggest enemies. And we bless you that as we place our trust in you, we too can know our father in heaven. And we too can know the new life that you promised and the new life that you give. We thank you. We celebrate for this remarkable miracle, the Christmas story, when God came to be with mankind. We thank you, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, I get the opportunity now to say a few words and just maybe talk a little bit about our theme, Joy to the World. Now, we've sung this wonderful carol together. This carol was written by a man called Isaac Watts. Now, Isaac Watts, some of you may know, but Isaac Watts, I would say that he is probably the most prolific, the, the, mo the best, if you like, the greatest Christian songwriter that has ever been in the whole of history. Isaac Watts wrote hundreds and hundreds, I think maybe over 600 different songs, different Christian hymns. One of them was uh, the one we've just sung, Joy to the World. Another one would be another very familiar hymn to many, and that is When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. Now we might be able to, we might be fooled that uh, Isaac lived in possibly a simpler time, a, a less challenging time, an easier time in life. He was actually born in 1674, many centuries ago. And we could maybe thought that life was easy for him and hence he was able to uh, write a song uh, with such passion and such joy as we have just sung. But actually, Isaac Watts had a, had a really challenging time and lived in a very challenging period. Let me tell you a little bit about Isaac Watts. He was born, as I said, in, in uh, 1674 in Southampton in the United Kingdom. Uh, he grew up uh, in a Christian home and he actually 
grew up as an amazing theologian and wordsmith and, uh, and a poet. And he had a brilliant mind, even at a very young age. Uh, in fact, he, he was learning Latin when he was four years old. I mean, I was trying to learn to speak when I was four years old, let alone Latin, that speak English I was trying. We also know that Isaac was actually quite a remarkable poet. And in fact, even when he was very young, he would, he would say phrases and always keep rhyming them. Uh, and to the point where actually it became quite annoying for his mum and dad because whenever he said anything, he would say it in a rhyme, a remarkable skill. Uh, and so his father told him one day that there was to be no more rhyming in the house. I mean, it's similar to my upbringing, really. My mum used to say to me, no more football in the house. I mean, they're almost the same thing, aren't they? And there's one moment when I understand when young Isaac forgot that he wasn't allowed to rhyme in the house. And so his dad uh, was cross at him and, and, and uh, started to tell him off again. And in response, Isaac cried out, oh, father, do some mercy take and I will no more verses make. Even when he was being told off, he just couldn't help himself and rhyme. At the age of 26, uh, Isaac Watts became a pastor, minister. And he grew up to be a very famous writer in, in theological writings, but obviously his hymns as well. In fact, he attracted a, a real fan base in those times. And there was a lady we, uh, we understand called Elizabeth Springer, who actually proposed to Isaac Watts by writing to him. Never met him before, but was so inspired by his writings, proposed to him by writing to him by mail. And Isaac accepted the proposal. But when Elizabeth Springer first met Isaac Watts, first sight of him, we're told that she turned around and she jumped on the first train she could and went back home again. Oh dear. She later described Isaac in these words. He was only five feet tall with a shallow face and a hooked nose prominent cheekbones, small eyes, and a death-like colour. Oh dear. So Isaac uh, was someone who, as we might say, wasn't lucky in love. Uh, but as a result, he never married. But what he did do is poured himself into his ministry and his writings, and of course, his carols and hymns that he wrote. As I referred to at the beginning, he did live, though, in very challenging times. One writer speaking of uh, the life of Isaac Watts and the, what was happening around writes these words. Watts was born and raised during a time of plague and uncertainty. His town of Southampton was still decimated from the bubonic plague that had killed over 100,000 people in and around London a decade before. Families had been torn apart and there was much poverty and economic uncertainty. Isaac wasn't happy in love. He also lived in a very challenging time of plague and economic uncertainty. It's surprising, isn't, isn't it, how we can relate so well to someone today who lived so many years ago. But what Isaac had was a rich 
understanding of the joy in the Christmas story. Joy to the world, he pronounced in that amazing hymn that we sung. Now, in fact, that hymn, let me tell you a little bit about that hymn or that carol, uh, Joy to the World. It's actually, once you get into the different uh, lyrics in that song, it is a bit of a, I guess you could call it a bit of a mashup between an Old Testament psalm and New Testament language and truth about a saviour who has come. The psalm that uh, Isaac Watts used as as the basis of, of this carol was actually Psalm 98. Let me read the words of Psalm 98. It is bursting with energy and bursting with someone who is overjoyed at who God is and who God means to them. This is Psalm 98 from verse 4. It says this, shout for joy to the Lord. All the earth burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Isn't that wonderful? That is uh, uh, partly what Isaac Watts used when he wrote words, joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. So you see Isaac Watts using, using this amazing psalm, but also he's reflecting on the truth that we see in the New Testament. And if we look at the Christmas story, we see this theme of joy punching through at different points of that story. Let me remind you of some of those verses. Matthew 2, 2, we read this about the Magi, the, the wise men, sometimes we call them. It says this, when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. And the shepherds were told in Luke 2, good news that will bring great joy to all people. You see, this theme of joy is very much at the heart of the Christmas story, because the Christmas story is also pointing to a joy that's going to be realised further on and through the life of Jesus and beyond. The disciples, the early followers of Jesus, uh, when they were before the cross, we we read these words uh, from John 16. It says this, your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, Jesus said. Then you will rejoice and no one will rob you of that joy. You see, there's this wonderful message in the Christmas story and throughout the good news, the Gospels of Jesus Christ, is that there is joy available for those who believe in this child, Jesus. Now this song, this carol we've been reflecting on, actually, I would say this is a bit of an action song. Now, of course, when I say an action song, for some of you, uh, you're thinking about moving your arms about or, 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 or grooving a little bit. I, I mean, you may be thinking about songs like The Name of the Lord is a Strong Tower. Do you know that one? The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saying, woo. Yeah, you know that song. Some of you do anyway. And you know the actions. Well, actually, I would say that this carol is an action song but not in that way, in a different way. Let me remind you 
of the first three lines of the carol. It goes like this, joy to the world, the Lord is come, let earth receive her king. And then the next line goes like this, let every heart prepare him room. Let every heart prepare him room. See, that's an invitation to take action. That turns this carol into not just declaring truth, it's actually saying we've got to respond in a particular way. We've got to prepare our hearts to make room for this Jesus child. Now, I don't know about you, but I think this year for me, I need to prepare some room for him. I need to take a moment to say, Jesus, will you come and just uh, come and fill my life afresh again? This has been a very challenging year. And of course, we are, we're not out of the woods yet. There are glimmers of, of real hope with vaccines and, and those types of things. But we know that it, it's still going to be difficult for a while. And there's been times during this year where I've known real intimacy with God. It's been quite beautiful when I found God come really close to me, when I've really needed it as well. But there's been other moments where I've found this really difficult, when I've been crying out to God, saying, Lord, why, why, why is this happening? I'm sure many of us could identify with those feelings. And so interesting, as I was preparing for today, I realised that I needed to prepare some space in my heart. I just come to Jesus and say, Lord, just come and come close to me. I want to reconnect with you afresh in, in deep ways again. And I wonder if for many of us, maybe for all of us, this is an opportunity to do, to do just that. In Isaac Watts' words, to prepare room for him. To, to, as he would say, let every heart prepare him room. So I'd like to encourage us to do that, uh, to take a moment, even now, uh, to prepare a room, to make this into an action song, if you like, and actually say, Jesus, would you come close to me? Let me just read one more verse to you, which talks about the joy that is available to those that prepare a room for Jesus in their hearts. This is what Romans 4 verse 7 says, says this, Oh, what joy! for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? Absolutely wonderful. Please come to God with me. I'd love to pray for us as we come to God and recommit, place our trust in him again uh, at this time. Let's pray together shall we lord we first want to thank you for isaac watts we thank you for that remarkable man who in the midst of very challenging times he understood your truth he clearly had a deep relationship with you and it and it it flows it it, it filters into the words of his songs so remarkably lord we thank you that this christmas we've been reminded that this is a, a moment to declare that joy has come to the world. The Lord is come. And we pray that the earth would receive her king. But Lord, also, we want this to be a bit of an action song for us. We want to respond personally. 
we want to allow our hearts to prepare room for him. So Jesus, we pray, would you come into our hearts afresh? Come and uh, uh, remind us afresh of your, uh, your plans for us. Remind us afresh of your promises. Remind us afresh of what you have done on the cross and what you did when you rose again. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us new life. Lord, and we place our trust in you afresh today. The child king, Jesus, who came as a baby, but grew up as an amazing, perfect man who defeated death and rose again. We rejoice today. We say that Jesus no longer is the baby in a cradle. Jesus is now the glorious risen King Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus, we pray, would you be with us over this whole Christmas season and throughout the new year as we navigate these challenging times. We are grateful that we rejoice, not in circumstances, but we rejoice because we know you and we are known by you. We celebrate today and we ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.